Welcome to Cigar City Radio, episode number 38. I'm your host, Randy Ojeda, and making the magic happen, Mr. Jason Solanez. Randy, I'm going to beep. That actually sounds pleasant. I, I wish you would. Oh, I'm going to. <laughs> All right. All right, I'm going to hold you to that. For more episodes, head to CigarCityRadio.com or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or whatever your favorite podcast app is. Just search for Cigar City Radio. You can also connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. And on all those networks, our username is Cigar City Radio. This episode of Cigar City Radio was recorded at the Blind Tiger in Ybor City. The Blind Tiger is a 1920s speakeasy-style coffee shop serving coffee, tea, vegan pastries, and more. With locations in Ybor City and Seminole Heights, you can check them out at blindtigercafe.com. Attention all planets of the Solar Federation. The fantastic plastics are on this summer's Vans Warped Tour. There are stops all across the country, including three shows in Florida, June 30th in Orlando, July 1st in Tampa, and July 2nd in West Palm Beach. Cigar City Radio will be on site for the July 1st show at Vinoy Park. We'll be hanging out with Fantastic Plastics all day, as well as talking with other bands on Vans Warped Tour. So if you want to come hang with us, advanced tickets are still available at vanswarpedtour.com. In the meantime, listen to the Fantastic Plastics on Spotify, Tidal, Apple Music, and everywhere else today, because the future of the future is now. This episode is a Cigar City Radio podcast crossover. Can you do that crossover thing one more time? Crossover. Real talk, though. It's like JLA versus Avengers. Archie meets Predator. Batman meets Scooby-Doo. That's an actual one that happened. Batman. Yeah, Batman meets. I don't know. Probably in the in the eighties. There was. The comic creators were doing a lot of drugs in the Was years. it versus Scooby-Doo or with Scooby-Doo? I hope Scooby-Doo? so. No, I think they solved a mystery together. Oh. Um, but there was, yeah, there was Batman, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. There was like, uh, I think there was actually Batman versus the Beatles at some point. And yeah, somebody there, check me on that. There's uh, there's the animal versus Dave Grohl. I love that. Oh, yeah. No, no. Well, that's just classic. I mean, yeah. Dave Grohl kind of is the animal. Yeah. Um, oh. But anyways, our guests on this podcast, Jason Soul. Jason Soul hosts one of our favorite podcasts from the Tampa Bay area is the Boldly Going podcast. We're actually going to be on this week's episode of Boldly Going as well. So it's a nice little Cigar City Radio Boldly Going split action. Well, by the time you hear this, we actually are on the Boldly Going podcast. So after you listen to this, you should go listen to that. Yes, go listen. Check out his podcast. Features a lot of great guests uh, from the Tampa Bay area. Jason's a really cool guy. It's fun to sit down with him. And it's a really interesting interview. We actually don't really talk about music at all, which is rare, you know. Yeah, there there are a few tidbits, but there's no music conversation. Yeah, but that's cool. So let us know what you think of this episode. As always, leave us a review. Leave a review on the Boldly Going podcast as well. And listen to both episodes. Let us know what you thought. Maybe we'll do more crossovers in the future. Can just, just one more time. So here it is, episode number 38. 
let you do the intro. So we're interviewing Jason Soul today. He is involved with The Laundry Project. We'll be talking about that shortly. I've met him quite a few times in passing in Ebor and at a music festival recently. And I wanted to have him on the podcast because he has a great podcast himself called Boldly Going. And he is very community involved. And I think that that's just incredible. So welcome to the show, Jason. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me on. Oh, man. Thanks for being here. So tell us a little bit about Boldly Going. Like, what's what's the podcast about? Sure. Um, it is not about Star Trek, so I'll start ah, out with that. Uh, damn it. <laughs> the, uh, the full title of it is Boldly Going, Creative, Brilliant, Inspirational People of the Universe on Planet Earth. Okay, I'm glad and you shortened it. Yeah, I did. Yeah, right. <laughs> That'd be a really long title. That's a very Star trek thing to say, but it very, very much pushes it in the opposite yeah. direction. Yeah, yeah. So the, uh, the whole idea of it is... Um, there's a, I noticed around me, just in relationships and friendships in the world around us, a lot of times people tend to be very negative about the state of the world, um, their career path, the cubicle that they're sitting, sitting in all the time. Um, I hear a lot of stories about people that, you know, they, they hate their job, they hate going to their job every day, and they talk about in the same, I, if I could do this, I would do this, but I can't get paid for it or I can't whatever. And so the whole idea of the podcast is hearing from people that are um, mostly regular everyday people that aren't necessarily famous. Like every once in a while, there's a few mildly famous people that I get to interview. But they're just people I know that are exactly that. They're creative people. They're brilliant in some, some way. They're inspirational in something they're doing. And that they're what I call boldly going and pursuing their dream, going after their passion, regardless of all the obstacles or excuses of why they couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and kind of giving the, the, the understanding of um, pursuing your, your passion or going after your dream doesn't necessarily mean it has to be your career. You can still do those things while you have a career that you hate, you know, that pays your bills. Yeah. But you can still find a way to make that album that you want to make or, or, you know, paint the, paint the paintings that you want to paint and get them in a gallery somewhere, you know, or whatever it is. So that's the idea behind it. And, you know, most of them have been local people to the Tampa Bay area, some places in the country that are just people I think are interesting. And we have a conversation and I put a microphone in the middle of it so that everyone else can hear their, them talk about the thing that they love. That's a really cool thing. And just a really cool concept. I feel like that's something we talk with a lot of musicians about who at some point in their lives, they had to say, okay, I'm just not going to make that much money or I'm going to be on the road forever or slightly homeless or whatever it is if you're a musician, but they just had to make the music that they make. Yeah, Mm -hmm. sure. At some point you have to say, fuck it and give yourself something to be proud of. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And I think, I think a lot of people take career paths because of, you know, pressure or, you know, maybe it's family pressure or the pressure of I've got to pay bills and all that, which I totally understand. Keeping up with the Joneses. Yeah, you know. that. And and some of it was born out of my own experience of my background was being a was being a pastor. I'm an ordained minister. And then starting a nonprofit organization in the middle of all that. I also worked at Starbucks for six years. And when I first started, I was somewhat ashamed of the fact that I worked at Starbucks because I felt like I wasn't like I was doing it because I had to, I was almost embarrassed about, I have to do this and I don't feel successful in the other thing that I'm doing. And then eventually in that, I realized, oh, you know what? I don't have to be embarrassed about doing this or feel shameful about I'm working at Starbucks to pay my bills because at the same time, I'm also 
building the thing that I love and care for and they balance each other out. This is helping me do the other thing. And so I should be proud of the fact that I'm doing this to support this over here. Yeah. You know, all, all of my favorite stories of success started with, well, I worked in a coffee shop for a few years when I started my business. Mm-hmm. That's my favorite thing to hear because it's yeah. people, whether they're struggling or not, it's people doing whatever the fuck it takes to make themselves work or, or push their drive, you know, instead of kind of existing in a depressed state because they don't have a job and they're trying to start a business and not being able to start it because they have no way to support it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I, you know, I just like, I find stories of people interesting. So for example, I had a, I had a girl on that, uh, plays in the, the legends football league, the, the female football league that started out as the lingerie football league. Right. You know, part of my conversation with her was about one, they don't get paid to do that. They do it because they love it. They really? get some perks they, out they of it. They really don't get paid for that? Yeah, no, they don't get a... There's not like a salary for them as players. So, I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't either. Um, but there's there's other benefits built in. But yeah, it's not a league that they actually get paid for. And they they internally are, are doing some pushes to, you know, for better treatment and things like that. Of uh, Like their uniforms are not conducive to playing, playing on turf and playing yeah. in football and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> Uh, but they all do it because they love it, and they're partly too that there is a perspective from the outside about women in that league that they're being used for their body and you know to entertain men, you know, and see women out in skimpy outfits to play football and all that kind of stuff. But they internally, as the women playing that game, have a different perspective of it, and it's something that they love and that they. They see it in some ways as, empo- as an empowerment to them as women. And so I wanted people to hear, here's someone that's doing something they love with all kinds of negatives around it, um, but fighting against those negatives and saying, no, this is the reason I do this thing. Yeah. Very David and Goliath. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's cool. I remember when I was in Chicago, I had a friend who used to always volunteer at this roller derby uh, event. Mm. Like that was you know kind of a monthly bar event. And these roller derby girls were like, you know, pe- people think that it might be something that's kind of demeaning, you know, or kind of right. like, but they were like just straight up badasses, you know, yeah. like they were, they were like, you know, kicking yeah. the crap out of each other on the roller derby. I don't know a ro- roller derby girl that doesn't have scars from it. Yeah, or man. A fucked up nose. Yeah. yeah, for sure. They just worked as hard as they could to, to kick ass. And yeah. And, yeah. And you think, I think about too, all the, the, to me, some of those girls are probably the strongest, not just not physically, but like emotionally, mentally, because at the same time, while they're fighting physical scars, they're also fighting emotional scars or, or, uh, societal perspectives that, mm-hmm. you know, get put on them that they're saying, no, that's not, I'm fighting against that. And I'm, they're more badass just because they, they fight against that every day. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. Where did you come up with the idea for this? It just came to you one day that you're going to yeah. gather all your cool friends. <laughs> yeah. <you know>? Like, <laughs> yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Um, I, it's the network that we're part of is called the state lines. It's a group of friends that, and it's based here in Ebor is kind of where all the, most of the guys live and work out of the whole idea of it was, you know, articles and, some podcasts, but eventually it turned more into podcasts. Mm-hmm. And so I used to write a series of articles for the for the site called Boldly Going, and that was all originally was inspiration that I found in the more famous, notable people like 
one of the biggest inspirations personally that I've had in life is from the founder of Starbucks, mm-hmm. Howard Schultz, and just the story of how he started it and his background and all that kind of stuff. And so I would kind of do these little feature things of how they've inspired me. And uh, when it turned to podcast, um, I kind of thought, well, you know, I don't know what to do with that. And, and it just kind of hit me one day, man, I know a lot of people that are boldly going that no one probably would ever hear their story outside of their small group of friends. So let me do what I can do to kind of put those stories on a, on a larger map if I can, mm-hmm. you know, and just start doing a podcast. So that's kind of, yeah. I mean, in one sense, it just it kind of hit me one day. Oh, this is what I'll do. Yeah. And, uh, so that's what I, that's what I started doing. I just started calling friends. Hey, do you want to be on this podcast that I'm doing? Yeah. <clears throat> well, it's cool. Cause you know, so many people do have a unique story, like you said, and not everybody gets to hear it. And that's, what's awesome about podcasts is that, you know, it's going to be there, you know, theoretically forever, you know, right. like it's, it's yeah. out there and people can <clears throat> listen to it and, and hear, you know, from directly from the person, what, you know, what they were thinking, what their life was like. I mean, I think that's, you know, that goes back to like oral history, you know, like that's right. how like the Bible was written, you know, not that the yeah. podcast mm-hmm. is going to lead to another Bible, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> one, you one can dream, you never know, <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. Like that's that kind of passing down of like, okay, this is how I led, how I led my life. And this is how I got to the place that I'm going, you know, yeah. that's an important thing. And for it passes it without degradation. Too. It, yeah. it passes it without the next person changing the story for their own perspective. Yeah, because that's the thing. Because if you do an article for, you know, for if you write an article on somebody, you have to interview them, and then yeah, you can sort of editorialize mm-hmm. exactly what it is the message that you want to say. But with a podcast, it's like this is hey, this is what they said. You yeah. know? Like, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And so I, I, it's kind of all over the map with people that I had on, like musicians and um, like I said, football players, artists people in business that are just starting their own businesses, things like that. Um, yeah. It's kind of mm. kind of all over. So I just like to get people's stories out there. Yeah. Have you uh, have you interviewed Ira, like on a personal level? Have you interviewed Ira? Because I feel like he would be an Ira, interesting Oh, Lockhart? From, yeah, yeah. I, no, I haven't yet. Uh, he does have a really interesting... Everything. Interesting story. He's yeah, under- everything about <laughs> everything Ira. Everything say. I'm just like, man, that's a weird thing you just said. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's, you know, he's told me some fascinating stories about when he was in the Marines. Yeah. And um, in the age that he went into the Marines and the uh, racial things that he faced um, and how he handled those and and then getting into cigar industry and all that. Yeah, he's got a... I haven't really thought about it, but now that you mention it, <laughs> now, we're gonna, I, now, 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 now I'm going to. Yeah. yeah, every chance I get, I, I'm, I try to sit him down and like talk to me. As yeah, much as I possibly can. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, yeah he's, he's cool. yeah he's he's such a fascinating guy. He's told me stuff that he's done, uh, things he's been a part of, just kind of offhand, and I'm like, wait, what? You did what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, he's a great. That's a good idea. I haven't I haven't done that yet, but I should. Yeah, yeah. Who are some of the favorite people that you've had on the show, or your, some of your favorite interviews? I guess I should say, not to you know single anybody Man, else. Yeah, out. no, yeah. no. I, uh, let me think for a second. Um, uh, probably one of them was the girl from LFL. Mm-hmm. Um, she was she was great. Just kind of hearing that perspective and what she goes through. Um, recently, I've had on. There's a guy named um ken whiting mm-hmm. who actually lives in la and he works in film industry and years ago 
and he's always kind of had this idea in the back of his head. He moved to LA originally to work with homeless teenagers, homeless youth. Um, what most people don't know statistically, the majority of homeless people in the in America are under the age of 24, I think it is, like 24 below. And no one really does much in that world. And so he first moved out there for that and just kind of fell into this the film industry and working in that. And he wanted to do a documentary about <clears throat> about these homeless youth and all that. And he just got some fascinating stories about what what he did, what he experienced, how he's trying to help uh, people in that world. And he's one of those guys that just like, once you get him talking, he's a he's like a force of just high energy and philosophies all over the place about different things. And so his interview was, was amazing and fun to, to talk about. I interviewed a couple of people from uh, the skate park of Tampa, Sweet. Uh, Boards for Bros, the, the lady that runs Boards for Bros, and then also Brian. And we had an interesting discussion about uh, women in skateboarding that we kind of stumbled into. And um, that was, uh, that one was really fun. Interesting. Um, I don't know. It's hard to pick out like sure, specific yeah. ones, you know? Um, so it really just kind of depends on some of the content and who they are. And, um, every, every episode, the title of it is, comes from something that they say, um, that kind of defines, uh, a life theme for them or something that they do. So like with Ken Whiting's, the title of his is looking down at the stars because in his discussion about when he first got to LA and he's he's seen all these homeless people everywhere and you go to Hollywood and in most people's minds, Hollywood is like, it's this glitz and glam, but if you actually go to Hollywood, it's like one of the dirtiest places yeah, heard, yeah. in LA. Like Manhattan. Yeah. yeah, exactly, yeah. And you go to like the Walk of Fame on Hollywood Boulevard uh, where all these stars are. And the only, if you never go there, the only thing you ever see of that is when they do, we're unveiling a new star for, yeah. you know, on the Walk of Fame. Um, but it's largely in like a rundown area and there's a lot of homeless people laying around. And he said, I had this, this fascinating, uh, this fascinating, um, uh, I don't know, perspective one day of being on the walk of fame and here's all these tourists and they're all looking up at everything that's around and taking pictures and they're stepping over all these homeless people, you know, or like stepping around them to take pictures of these stars these famous people, stars that are in the concrete. And he said, you know, they're, they're constantly looking down at the stars, but they're not actually seeing the stars that are actually there, the homeless people that are in need and help. They're more concerned with the physical concrete star, you know? And so his, his whole idea was if I can get people to look down at the real stars rather than the, you know, the stars of the famous people on the, on the walk of fame, then hopefully I can change their perspective of what a star is. That's beautiful. You know? yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, like I just sat there like, oh my God, mind blowing. Yeah. You know? Um, so it's things like that that really, um, and I go with no agenda. And so it just kind of wherever the, wherever the conversation goes is where it goes. I'll tell you another one too that he said, uh, he made me laugh and then he explained it. He made the statement of, uh, I was like, so what are you doing? Like, so what have you been doing with this? I forget what the subject matter was. And he goes, just hanging out in dugouts, man. He made the statement. I was like, what in the world does that mean? Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? Man? Yeah. 
And then he kind of explained it. He goes, you know, like in baseball, you think about, you know, if you ever played Little League Baseball, everyone in the dugout, when the batter goes up to bat, everyone, he's like, what do they teach you in, in Little League? That from the dugout perspective, you're constantly cheering on yeah, that you, person you at ch- bat. Got to chatter. Right. Yeah. You're, you're chatter. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And that chatter is a support. Uh, you know, that one person's up to bat, but the whole team technically is at bat because yeah. the whole team is encouraging and pushing that batter along or if they're running the bases and like encouraging them along. And he said, you know, like a lot of people, all they do is hang out in the dugout and encourage people. They may never actually play because they're, you know, far down on the bench or whatever it is. And he said, you know, if I can just, I just want to hang out in dugouts with people, you know, while they're, while they're up to bat and trying to swing and hit a home run or just get on base, if I can just encourage them from the dugout, then I've done my job. That's really cool too. From something that <laughs> made absolutely no sense. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So when he said to me, yeah, just hanging out in dugouts, man. And I was like, what? Oh, it totally makes sense when you explain it. So you yeah. like the smell of, of sweat. That's what you like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cool. Um, and then, oh, let me mention this episode too. One of my other favorite, favorite episodes, a girl that, so I was a youth pastor for years mm. and a girl that was in my student ministry, even as a teenager, um, she kind of secretly had a um, an addiction problem, and it started out with alcohol, turned into drugs, like real hard hard drugs. And she ended up as a uh, you know late teenager, nineteen, early twenties, twenty years old, um, virtually homeless, and uh, um, almost dead from her her drug abuse and had no friends left like nothing left and she was her her boyfriend at the time who was her dealer kicked her out and she'd been living in this hotel essentially and like had nobody gets a random phone call from a friend who was a recovering addict at a at a facility just out of the blue and ends up getting into this program gets her life back on track Years later, she's a she's a recovery addict or a, a specialist or advocate for uh, people in the same situation. Life is in great shape, put back together, and she was just on Doctor Oz recently, telling her story uh, of addiction and um, all of that. And just as her, probably more personal for me, having been her youth pastor and knowing her since she was like 15 years old, uh, just seeing her now taking what should have killed her and turning it around to help other people and getting all these opportunities to tell her story and help people get off that path is, um, has been, was awesome. So that's yeah, probably that's of all of them is probably my favorite. That's great for her. You know, that's, that's amazing that she was able to do that mm-hmm. and good for her that she's having success now, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, and she would even sign it, define it like, yeah, Dr. Oz is great. And I love to tell my story, but being able to walk somebody through what I had to walk through and get out of that and get back on a good path and be a um, a um, uh, sober from this point on, like that's success for me that I could help somebody do that. I, I didn't think your stories would get better. Yeah, <laughs> you can talk as long as you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah <laughs> I mean that's but that's like so that's why I started the podcast because I wanted people to hear stories like that. 
Yeah. You know, because um, I'm a big believer that we get so we get so caught into our everyday problems and our, you know, my job's not great or my, you know, my car broke down, all these things that stress us out and put us in a negative perspective in life. And I think it takes more work to think positively about life than it does to think negatively about life. Yeah, definitely can. I feel like it's almost easier to just like not have to flick on that switch and to just be negative. You know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And as much as we, you know, watch the news and talk about all the negatives in the world and I think, you know, yes, it is bad, but the world gets better by us um, doing positive things. And instead of focusing on all the negative stories, paying attention to the positive stories, mm. because that inspires other people to go and fight the negative in the world. Um, you know, rather than trying to tear down the negative all the time or just get overwhelmed by all the negatives and looking at our own, pro you know, bubble of problems that we have. If we look outside of that and hear some positive stories that inspires us to do something and mm. kind of makes us go, Oh, you know what? I guess maybe my life isn't as yeah, bad as I thought, yeah. you know, I can't overcome this thing. Yeah. There's a, a, a few nights ago I got, caught in one of those like Facebook video holes like I used to get caught in YouTube <laughs> mm -hmm. holes um, and there was one cheesy super cheesy set of video that I saw that kind of struck me and is somewhat related to that the the line that struck me was life is 10% action 90% reaction mm. so if someone throws something negative at you, you all you have to do is respond with positivity and you'll probably be happy you yeah know? Absolutely. So choose not to react in a way that's adverse to your own happiness. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that helps even when you do experience negativity, proliferate happiness. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Yeah. I, I think a lot of times exactly that. We forget that I can't control what someone else does. I can control how they act towards me or towards yeah. other people, but I can control how I react to that situation. Yeah. You know, and my favorite mm -hmm. practical application I think I've ever seen in person of that is um, a few years ago, someone on YouTube started posting videos of like people honking at them in traffic and then they just start dancing and the person stops honking. <laughs> someone did that to me because I like I'm I can't say that I'm not an angry driver, but I used to be a really angry driver. Yeah, and, I'm not like, going to say anything. Yeah. <laughs> About two years ago, someone just started dancing really hard when I honked at him. I was like, well, that really makes me look like an asshole. I should probably stop honking at people and just being angry because there's probably a reason for whatever the hell they just did. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. When I worked at Starbucks, it was, I, man, Starbucks customers sometimes are the worst people on the planet. Oh, yeah. And I don't want to say, it's, it's probably not just Starbucks, but that was my experience. Yeah. I, mean, I think it's any, retail in general. Yeah, but exactly. Yeah. I, I blame Starbucks. There, yeah. there are Starbucks everywhere. They expect <laughs> the same thing everywhere, the same <laughs> way everywhere. You right. Know? Yes. Um, and I, man, people will come in and they would, man, just over, it's coffee. Like, at the end of the day, I'm, I'm making a latte for you. This is not world changing. You know, yeah. this is not yeah. changing of the life. It's coffee. You know, your life is not going to fall apart if your coffee's not perfect. Um, but at one point, I kind of realized, it dawned on me one day, this, you know, man or woman that came in, I don't know what their story, their life story was before they walked in those doors. For all I know, they could have had the worst day on their job. Their, their marriage could be falling apart. Their child or 
mom, somebody could be in the hospital and it's all they have is, it's all on them. I don't know what is going on with them outside of these doors. And this might be the one place that they walked into that they feel like they have a sense of control because we've given them the opportunity to say, I want my coffee exactly like this and blah, blah, blah. And they know that if it's not right, they can give it back to us and tell us it's not right. It's got to be perfect. And I started having more sympathy towards those kinds of people that would react that way or that were angry or negative towards the barista than I did anger towards them because I realized all of this, this isn't you. This is this is, an, this is a reaction to something else that's going on in your life that you have not addressed yet. Or So if I can show some kindness back to you in response, then that's what I'm going to try to do. Yeah. I didn't usually have that much patience, but I tried. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know. in, in business, I hear Randy say all the, all the time, if I can, every day, if I can move the needle just a little bit, I'm happy. Mm-hmm. And it's that way with everyone around you too. If every day I can wake up and improve everyone's life just a little bit more, yeah, then that's a success. That's Absolutely, a success. that is a big, uh, a big theme for me in life. It's what drives a lot of stuff. Like with the with the podcast, one of the ways I always in the podcast is a question to all the listeners and saying, "What's one thing you can do this week or this month um, to start?" down that journey of boldly going in whatever thing it is for you or to take the next step. Because I think a lot of times we we tend to look at accomplishing that goal of I'm going to build this business or I'm going to write that book or I'm going to make that album. We, For whatever reason, as humans, we tend to look at things as like, and it may be just because we're so conditioned to getting everything right now, like everything is instant in our mm-hmm. world, that we think... Well, it's got to happen. It's got to happen right now. Like, and we get overwhelmed by, I can't, I can't bang out the whole album tonight so that it's done by tomorrow. But if we looked at it as, I can write one song tonight or and whatever and take one small bite at a time, that gets us down the journey a little bit. And that also goes to, like you mentioned earlier, my, the laundry projects that I do. I'm a big believer in um, we should stop trying to change the world because one, none of us are big enough to change the world. Um, And if you look at a world problem, whatever it is, hunger, anything like that, it's too big for any one person to change. Mm -hmm. Um, But what we can do is we can um, help the one human being that we encounter in that moment that is struggling in whatever way it is, that one person that we know that's hungry and we can feed that person, at least for a moment. I may not for the rest of their life, but we can do it in that one time. So if I stop trying to change the world and get down to a six foot level that I live on every day and say, who's the person I encounter every day that is hurting and struggling that I have the ability to assist? And if everyone in the world did that or everyone that has the ability to do something like that did that, just like you said, that would change the world. Yeah, absolutely. I, I don't mean to like get too far off topic or anything, but this kind of bugged out my mind the last interview we did. If people think that the the separation of societies and stuff like that is not intentional, they're wrong. Uh, society is a world thing. We're mm-hmm. all learning from other cultures. Yeah. And if people think that the world is not feudal, they have a problem. Mm-hmm. The world as a society is feudal. And that's why individuals sure. in their own societies need to make a difference for themselves. Yeah. 
yeah, agreed. I mean, you think about it. I mean, every all of us as human beings all have the capability to be terrible people and all have Absolutely. the capability to be the best of humanity. And it's, you know, all dictated by choices and circumstance that we are raised in. And, um, you know, there are all kinds of factors that, you know, mm-hmm. affect how we make those choices. And yeah, we can be totally futile and yeah. we can, we can destroy the world unless there's an intervention within yeah. ourselves or externally that says, Hey, no, it's not just about you. It's about this collective group of humanity. What are you going to do about it? Mm-hmm. There's a problem. What are you going to do about it? How are you going to approach it? Yeah. Are you going to mm-hmm. be analytical and try to solve it the best way you possibly can? Are you going to join the people with other people? Or are you going to make your own little difference? Yeah. You know, what are you going to do about it? You Absolutely. Know? Yeah. So tell us a little bit more about the laundry project then sure. for people that don't know. Um, what exactly, you know, what's the mission behind that? Yeah, absolutely. So eight years ago, I started an organization called Current Initiatives, which is the, the parent nonprofit to the laundry project and a couple other things. Um, about eight years ago, I was in Southern California with some friends uh, that were doing some work with homeless people in Southern California. And they were... Um, basically helping homeless people get to a laundromat and wash their clothes as, because as homeless communities, that being one of the biggest struggles that they have. And so it kind of opened my eyes to um, just the simple dignity that comes from having something as simple as clean clothes. Yeah, that's something I've never really thought about, actually. But yeah. it makes sense. And yeah. Me too. Yeah, most of us take laundry for granted because we usually have a washer and dryer in our house or we grew up with a washer and dryer in our house and it's kind of a it's kind of a secondary thought because we can just throw it in whenever we want set it to wash we can leave go do other things come back to it whenever we whenever we feel like it but for a lot of families in the world in America specifically it is a luxury to have clean laundry it's not a norm and so that kind of opened my eyes to it and in that laundromat watching not just these homeless people getting their, their clothes washed, but also these low-income families that would come into the laundromat. And so started doing some research and thinking and talking to people and realizing, just learning more about the struggle that a lot of families have, that for many families, it is a, a real choice between, are we going to buy groceries this week or are we going to wash our clothes this week? Uh, and so I kind of took that idea of the of washing clothes for people and paying for their laundry to get done with these homeless communities and taking that into a laundromat for not just homeless people, but for um, lower income families that you that have to use a laundromat um, as a regular means of washing their clothes. And um, so we just showed up one day at a, at a laundromat because I was a youth pastor prior to that. Most, most of my kind of contacts were now college age students that I used to work with. And so I gathered these group of college students together and said, hey, I'm starting, I started this organization, I'm kind of doing this thing, we're gonna call it the Laundry Project. We're gonna go to a laundromat and start paying for people's laundry. So we started in Sulphur Springs area of Tampa uh, and just went to a laundromat, just showed up with a box of quarters and started paying for people's laundry. We had no, like nothing that made us legitimate right. to, in, the, yeah. in the eyes of those customers, you know, there's no signs, no nothing. and they were kind of like, what are you, who are you? And it's Silver Springs is a largely uh, African-American community. And then most of the people, these volunteers coming in at the time were mostly white people. 
And they're like, what are you guys doing in our neighborhood? And why are you trying to, why are you in our laundromat? Yeah. Why are you giving us quarters? <laughs> right. Exactly. Like, what do you want? Yeah, exactly. And the question is always, and even eight years later, the question still is for a lot of people, if they're, if they are new to it, what's the catch? What do you want? What do you want from me? And there legitimately is no catch. There's the, what I want you to get. The catch is that you understand that, um, you are, you are important, you're valuable, that there, that there are people in your society that care about something as simple as you having clean clothes and um, helping meet that financial struggle that you have as a family um, and just helping provide some dignity uh, as best we can. And we're not trying to solve all your problems. We're not trying to fix your life. We just want to help you with this mm-hmm. this yeah. one thing as best just we one, can. Yeah, just help somebody with one thing. And yeah. it, mm-hmm. is there a place where people can donate to this project? <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. If you go to our website at laundrybycurrent.org, um, laundrybycurrent, C-U-R-R-E-N-T, uh, .org, and on there there's lots of links to the donate page, and people can donate there. You can volunteer. You can sign up to volunteer. Um, we have people from all walks of life. So we went from that one project in 2009 and that one location to this last year, we did 64 projects in five states around the country. Um, and washed, um, if I remember right, about 20,000 loads of laundry. That's, for, a, that's a lot of laundry. Yeah, 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 for somewhere around 2,500 families at laundromats. And, uh, yeah, and that's, I mean, so we say that we turn, we, we turn laundromats into community centers of hope. Um, I don't know if you've ever been to a laundromat, but they're not fun. They're not exciting mm. places to be. They're kind of depressing. They're not, yeah. So we try to bring some hope and dignity into those spaces and, you know, at least hope, hopefully people leave with a smile and, a lo- you know, uh, a little bit of hope to get them through the next day yeah. or the next week. Yeah. yeah. So, um... Normally, Randy does this, but I'll do it this time. Uh, we are approaching the end of our episode here, of our time. Do you have any any wisdom that you would like to impart on our guests? Sure. Um, man, I think from my own experience, the thing that I, the wisdom that I always try to give to people is to um, be yourself, figure out who you are. Um, and just be that in the world. Don't, if you're a musician trying to, uh, trying to make your way in the world, um, don't try to be the next, you know, whoever it is, Beatles, whatever, whatever band is your world changing band. Don't try to be them. We already have one of those and that's all we need. We need another, we need you to be whoever you are and bring your talent to the, if you're an artist, same thing. If you're, um, you know, a writer, if you're a business person, don't try to be the business down the street, be the business that you want to be because that came from your heart and your passion. Um, and, um, you know, I think there's a lot of people in the world that they spend a lot of time trying to be somebody else because they're unsettled about who they are. Um, and that's, I think one, it's not good for you as a human being. Um, and two, I don't think that's good for the world either because I think the world needs, you need you to be who you are. So, um, that would be, I guess my, if you want to call it wisdom, that's a, that's a big theme or passion to my life of figure out who you are and be that. Uh, that sounds pretty right on to me. Yeah. That's a, that's a, <laughs> yeah.
Randy, I'm gonna do your laundry. <laughs> <laughs>